everything you have. Okay. So, hi, everybody. If you are listening, um, my name is Jackson. I am one of the hosts for the Artfuls podcast, um, my mom's favorite podcast. An actor has arrived. So we are actually going to get started with a conversation about Whisper House. If you are interested in joining the conversation, you can join us on stage and be mic'd and have everyone listen to you. So um, I have my friend Nick with me. Say hi, Nick. Hello, hello, hello. If anyone else would like to join us, please come on stage. We Um, want your opinions. We're just going to start talking about the show. Um, And let's see where it goes. Also, if you have any questions, you could just come up here and ask your question. We'd be happy to answer it. Um, if there are any actors out there, feel free to jump on stage as well. We'd love to speak Because to we'd you. love to talk with you. So, we're going to get started. Hello. There's still one additional space up here. Oh my gosh, you can take it if you want. Um, so, uh, we are just going to be asking a couple questions. First of all, um, just for reference, has anyone listened to our podcast before? Raise your hand. The front row, the people sitting down. Oh, Alex. Hi, Alex. Uh, tip your bartender. Um, so what we do on this podcast is we talk about the arts that we just saw, which obviously we just went to go see Whisper House. Um, so Nick, you went to go see it. I did go see it. Um, and what was your general reaction from it? Oh, it was so good. It was really, really good. And why was it good? Everything. It just all tied together. The music, the acting, the, the, the band. All of it worked so well together. The ghosts kind of being the pull and tie to the whole family and the storyline mirroring the two like star-crossed lovers. It was all fantastic, beautiful, very Brechtian, very cool. Nothing was hidden. It was, it was all so much fun. Anna, what were you expecting when you walked into the theater? Were you expecting what you saw, or how were your expectations blown away? I was expecting more spooky house scary things. I was expecting people to be more, you know, jump scares, that kind of thing. Maybe it was going to be a little scary. It was really cool to see that the ghosts were actually, like, rarely acknowledged by the people living in the house, that it was more of a subtle push and pull that they had over the family. But they had a they had a lot of impact on what happened during the story. Oh yeah, oh um, yeah. One of the things that I liked was um, after seeing it again because we actually uh, Brittany and I um, went to go see it on Sunday and we um, talked about it and we re- recorded something and you can go listen to it if you'd like. Um, but one of the things I noticed was I didn't realize how much action the ghost had when it came to trying to control the characters with those motions of, like, come towards us, leave, drop something. Oh, and how they couldn't touch. That was so heartbreaking. Yeah, and actually, I didn't catch that. Um, I didn't catch the fact that because they weren't able to say their love, they couldn't touch until the very end. Yes, when they, when they found out the secret. When it was resolved. Secret. Yes. Yeah, um, and I think that that was something I definitely missed the first time, but... How much are we allowed to say in terms of the story? I don't want to spoil too much for people who I mean, haven't come to see it yet. I mean, you already saw it, so it's going to be spoiler heavy. Great, yeah. So how did the show end, Nick? Uh, it, um, everybody <laughs> dies. No. <laughs> um, really? Do you want me to 
me yeah, to say how this yeah, show ends. I, I mean, when it ended with with him being taken away, um, that was heartbreaking. Um, but I felt very um, poignant in the time that we live in right now. Yeah, it was very relevant. Yes, very relevant. Um, and it was just nifty to see the whole world was very specific, very contained within this house. And it was cool to see the sheriff come in and kind of break up all the things that were going on in their confined world. Um, yeah, I know that there was definitely, there was definitely, oh, sorry, Brittany, you had a question. Ask oh, a question. Yes, speak into the mic. Hey guys, you can just, turn it down. I was just wondering what you guys thought about the special effects and the sound effects in the show, because we talked a lot about that on Monday when we recorded the um, reactions to the show. Yeah, um, I, I know that we talked about it, so I'll let Nick answer. Um, I thought it was super cool. Um, especially like the things like the lock picking, the, the, there was a moment where they scratch, like the creaking, the creaking, they would scratch the guitars for the creaking of the floorboards. And, and he had this moment where the little boy, uh, unlocked the door to his room with the lock pick and, and he did it on the guitar string and you could hear it like the door was really there. I thought it really was super cool because the ghosts were definitely driving the story, um, it didn't seem yeah. so. In, it, it seemed so intentional of what they chose to use, um, and it didn't, didn't seem so artificial. It it made it made all the sound effects seem very real. And I think one of the cool things, and we talked about this on the episode, was um, most of the sound effects were actually coming from the orchestra themselves, um, blowing yeah, like through their instruments. The blowing of the instruments with the wind that was super cool. Yeah, and I think that that kind of tied everything together in a non like a. In, in a not an artificial way, it it made it much more engaging because it sounded like it was coming from a location, um, not just coming from the speakers. Um, so, what was your favorite part? I like the Solomon Snell song. That was the cool, without a doubt, one of the coolest parts of the whole show. It was just a nice break from the main story to kind of further deepen that whole spooky ghost aspect, and it told a like. It took you to another place outside of the main story that still supported what was going on. Yeah, I think that... I, I know that one of my favorite sequences in the entire show is the end of the first act. From the moment that she decides to uh, hide him uh, in even earlier during the song, um, yeah. all the way to the end where he's in the water and it just stops. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the music itself actually helped that progression and helped the pacing of that so much more. Um, and you could you could really like live in that moment and not be so tired of the story, but the the music pushed it along so yeah. much. And the and the subtle things that the ghosts would do, like when he got punched by the sheriff, the the coming up and adding of the blood on the face and how they would come in and take the props away. And sometimes it was acknowledged, and other times it was, like, not... Um, like, the subtle turns of the teacups on the yeah. table. Then she'd look down and be like, that wasn't the, that, the way it was. I, I'm actually glad that you said that, yeah. uh, the blood one, because the first time I watched it, after the show, I was trying to think of how I felt about that part, and I think it really... It was so cool to see the ghost do that, and it wasn't. Yeah. It it wasn't hidden. No. It was just, bam. There it is. Yeah. Being in shows where the whole point is to hide the punches, the the sounds, and and the blood, it was really cool to see how 
it was consistent in the fact that the band, the ghosts, were doing the action, the noise, the progression and it, of... And I think it speaks towards their intent as well. Yeah. You know, the fact that they're trying to break up these people, and he gets punched, and the ghost goes, ha, 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 and like... Adds the blood. And adds the blood. Because it, like, it definitely seems like they're almost influencing their actions. Like when, when he punched him, the sheriff punches him, and the ghost is almost mirroring it behind him. Yeah. And when he takes the camera and throws the camera and the ghost is mirroring that, like they're controlling like those heightened emotional peaks in the show that definitely seem like the ghosts have the influence over. Yeah, I think um, we may have mentioned this as well, but I think that one of the cool things that I noticed was how intentional the movements were from the ghosts yes. the entire time. Yeah, and it was cool to see how the people living in the house had a very specific track going from room to room, and the ghosts weren't confined by that. Yeah. They, they had the liberty to kind of move throughout this space, like walking through walls. Like, it was, it was, very, it was very cool. Yeah. And so, um, first of all, would you suggest this to other people, because this is recorded? Yes. Good. Um, is there anyone else that would like to join us on stage? Or does anyone have any questions? Anyone, 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 anyone? Oh, yeah, there we go. We have one of the actors from the show joining us on stage. You're welcome to do whatever you want with the microphone. <laughs> do you mind stating your name and your character? Uh, I'm Adam Tran, and my character's name is Yasuhiro. Okay, so um, what did you find to be the most difficult thing preparing for this role? Uh, it's uh, kind of a loaded question. <laughs> sure. um, I, I think uh, uh, portraying um, a gentleman of Japanese descent in this particular time period is tricky. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, tr I, I, I was trying to be exceptionally sensitive about that, but also there's um. When I first talked to Dan, the director, and Andrew, the artistic director, mm -hmm. when I auditioned for the show, uh, we talked a lot about the sensitivity with that character in, in, in particular. Um, and I didn't want to give him an accent. I wanted to, like, there's something that uh, a lot of people from other countries do, which is, like, intentionally try to not have an accent, so yeah. they end up sounding a little... Um, staccato. It was, yeah, yeah it be, pretty staccato. Yeah. Pretty staccato, but also sort of oddly Midwestern because yeah. that's like that's like what news anchors and stuff go for right because that's like the typical American sound so Definitely. Um, so that was something that was really intentional and sort of difficult yeah, yeah. and so going through going through that uh, sort of topic in the time period um, what were your initial reactions when you auditioned for it and how did you see that going in as an actor uh, I'm, I can just sit closer so that doesn't happen anymore because that's scary. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not sure exactly what you're asking. Oh, um, I guess, you know, with, with the time and with that topic, um, how difficult was it to, you know, in the early parts of rehearsing it? Was there any sort of impact on you going through that rehearsal process and you know even during the show what are you thinking when you have to you know go through those tough moments of the show specifically about the time period yeah a little bit uh i'm, I'm not sure that i can be conscious about all of that all the time on sure. stage because i'm not a history person and that would 
drive me cuckoo trying to fit all of that into one performance. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, uh, I'm a person of mixed descent, and um, and I'm a first generation American, so it's kind of cool to play a character like this. And uh, you know, it's it's something that I think that people of color are kind of perpetually aware of, right? Uh, people reacting in a negative way just because you're n not uh, white. It's a little pejorative, but that's sort of what I mean. Um, sure, sure. And so uh, it's not that big of a leap whenever you know people react negatively negatively to you. You know, like yeah. so in the in the beginning when Christopher has a negative reaction to Yasuhiro, it's yeah. like that's something that people of color are, are accustomed to. Like, cool. So now I know where I stand, and yeah, <laughs> and now I have to deal with that, right? Um, and so the sheriff, especially people in authority, yeah. right? Uh, people in a position of power, when they have a negative reaction to you based on your color, then it's then it's a whole juggling game, you know, of of how much of my truth can I live and not offend this person. So it's a little tricky. Yeah, it was kind of heartbreaking towards the end to see the sheriff kind of acknowledge the error of his ways, but still having to remove you in the end. Yeah, I think the thing that's kind of cool about that character is that he it's not necessarily that it's for I, I don't think I don't know you can talk to Brant uh, but for me I don't think that it's it, it's like a specifically race thing it's just this is against the law right now and he has to uphold the law so it's a you know and so I think at the end it's a, it's, it's exceptionally poignant when he says oh this is why you ran not to run away but to save to, the, to, to yeah. just check on people right mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that realization for him is great but he's still like oh, I have to I still have to do my job and so I think, yeah, it's difficult for him, which is, it, it's a nice, complex character in that way. So, the, so you have to perform this so many times, but do you have a particular moment during the show that you enjoy more than any other? Um, there are a, a, a couple throughout. Um, I love the dance. Oh, yeah. I do too. Uh, yeah. Because it's like, how do you sum up a relationship between two characters in like 30 seconds? Yeah. That's great. Shout uh, out to Darnell, who choreographed That's right, right, Darnell Pierre yeah. Benjamin. Um, and I love, <laughs> I like the freedom of being able to write the letter every night. Oh, sure. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, because sometimes it's really, you know, like deep and sincere, depending on how I come in feeling. <laughs> and, and sometimes it's things like, you know, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. <laughs> It just depends on where have I'm you, at. Have you written that before? Yeah. Because that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And then my scene partner just has to deal with whatever I gave her. <laughs> and she's right there. Have you, ever, have you ever had to contain yourself when you've read that, not knowing what you're going to read? Not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's not... <laughs> What was it last? So last weekend, I because she told me that she's got to keep a side away from the audience. I put uh, on one side of the complete fold, uh, keep this side down. And then she flipped it over and it said, no, this side. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's fun. Any other actors would like to come up here and relate re release someone? Anyone? Woo! Tap out. Hello. Hello. State your name for the record. Hi, my name is Kelly Minglecook. You do have to get close to the mic. My name is Kelly Minglecook, <laughs> and I play Aunt Lily. 
Um, so I guess the same question. Is there a part of the show every night that you enjoy a lot more than others? Um, yeah, I love the dance. I agree completely with Adam. Um, I love the oatmeal scene with Christopher. Yes. Yeah, Just a nice moment to almost connect, but also the humor of that scene is a nice reminder to the audience and ourselves that we can have fun. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so your character during the show has a limp. Yes. And so when you were preparing for the role, was that, I mean, like, how, how did you decide, like, exactly what you were going to do? Sure. Well, um, she technically has a clubbed foot, so I did some research on that just by looking at videos of people dealing with this. And it's a very, um, if you've had it since you're born, it's a very uh, manageable thing that you've become used to. So mm -hmm. I think that the musical pointedly says she has a cane, which I don't know if that's always necessary, but it's a dramatic effect, and I appreciate the significance of putting that there. Um, but you just start using a cane and acquainting. You don't want to oversell, I have a club foot, and twist your own foot to look. You know, it's not about realism. It's about an artistic approach to what that would physically be. Sure. So, um, yeah, I just started working with the cane and forcing myself to slow down a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. You got a question? Um, Anything? Does anyone else have a question? Yeah, the, the audience. We have a mic right down here at the stage. Anyone's if you'd welcome like to, to come up and ask any questions about the show. I'm trying to think of... Oh, um, what is your favorite uh, sound effect that you get to interact with on stage? The seagulls. The seagulls? The seagulls. <laughs> if I didn't say that, it's like French of over, right? <laughs> you do the seagulls. Yeah. <laughs> He stares up at the window and... What? You, you should come up here and do that on the mic. Yes, come do the seagulls you should go do into that the mic. The please, please do the seagulls into the that's mic. that's hilarious. Thanks. Yeah. That, that is, is crazy. That is, a good, that is seagulls. Yeah. Oh, my God. So now, funny. are those written into the script? Yeah, well, yes, it, it, it implies that <laughs> yeah, the band, uh, it implies that the band would make some sort of instrumental sound, but it. then this guy is an instrumental sound, so Incredible. You know. <laughs> I really like the moment where uh, other ghost... Um, <laughs> Lady ghost? <laughs> no, the, the, the man ghost, when he does the, uh, into the radio and he covers oh, the yeah, mouth, yeah. and he sounds just like a radio, it was super, super cool. That was one of my favorites, along with the lock There's pick. There's a lot of creative. Yeah. I love the lock, unlocking the yeah. door and yeah. squeaking open. There's just a lot of creative ways to use. When you do a show like this, you use instruments. You can use anything. It's, yeah. I think one of, my, one of my favorite ones is the water effect. Oh, and with the plastic. I, you know, when you see it the first time and you see just the couple of waves crashing against the rocks, um, I was like, oh, that's a cool effect. Are they going to use that more? And then at the end of the first act, I'm, that's the thing that's like killing me. It's just like, oh my gosh, she's stuck in water, and like, I and and I didn't realize it'd be used in that way where he's in between them, and especially the scene where you're both there, the way that you were able to choreograph, you know, going yeah. underneath and you know getting together, but then being forced apart again, yeah. that made the scene really compelling. And it made it more than, you know, just, you know, miming it, I guess. It made me wonder how much in control were you of the movement of going back and forth, or how much was it them pulling you with the 
the ocean. In rehearsal, it started as chaos, and then we crafted yeah. it into a moment, you know? So you As find things your way. usually play out, yeah. yeah. But it was super cool. It looked very violent. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was hard to watch. In, a, in, the, so in the good it's, way. You know, theater tricks. Well. <laughs> yeah, I was. I looked at Nick after, right after the first act, and I was like, I should wear like a Fitbit to see where my heart rate's at. <laughs> and I looked right down at the mine because I have one, and it did. It, it spiked. <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole other level of theater. Something. Yeah. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Tracking humans' heart rates at it's the like theater. You can start rating shows on like moments of heart racing. Yeah, I got to 180. That's yeah. like nine stars, <laughs> like beat Shazam, but like make Grandma have a heart attack. Yeah. Maybe not that. Oh my God. We're gonna Anybody else want to come up, ask a question about the show? Anyone from, from the peanut gallery? Aaron, Aaron do you want to come up and talk about the show? Before we start, my love for Nick here is endless, <laughs> and I just have to say this. I didn't know that you were you were I part of this. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> oh, great. Because I know we've talked about it before, but yeah. I, I walked down and I saw you, and my heart just like was I warm. know. It's so good to see you again. Yes, it's, it's very nice to see for you. For people listening, uh, me and Aaron did a show many years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while, but... Nick is our replacement, Carlos. Yes. Um, he's Hi, out. Carlos. He's out east at an internship. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to do you justice, Carlos. Um, so again, I guess the same question: Is there a point in the show that is your favorite to perform? Um. Well, my. I mean, my favorite is is the end, the absolute end, yeah. um, with the waves and everything yeah. to perform. Because as a performer, I'm watching it and I'm getting chills just watching it all unfold and seeing Andrew and Kelly like so beautifully in those lights and and the way it was choreographed um, John Baca and Darnell and with the lights with Andrew and Dan just overseeing all of it I think it is the most beautiful scene of theater that I have been a part yeah. of and so when you when you auditioned for the part yeah was the was was the uh, in the description? Did it say you have to play guitar? You have to do these things. Like everything that you did on stage, did it have that in the description when you no. knew when you knew that you were going to be doing it? No, no, it didn't. Um, but uh, it. So when I auditioned, I was uh, I came I walked from work about it took like forty minutes to walk here in the rain. I was in like this. Oh, drenched red hoodie. Carrie was already here, had already auditioned with a bunch of, bunch of people. And we sat down on this stage. We just sat down, and he played guitar, and we sang through the songs while Dan was here and Andrew was on Skype because he was in California. Yeah. And it just felt so amazing and right. And um, Dan's wife actually directed me in a show last fall where I played guitar. Okay. Which was the first show I'd ever played guitar. So you had some experience. 
I had uh, a show. One show of experience. <laughs> that was Arsenal. <laughs> One right? show of uh, experience. Arsonist. Yeah. Arsonist. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, they're like, hey, you may be a. They cast me, and they're like, oh, you and Carrie are going to split songs. I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. So if I, I wouldn't have been able to do this without Carrie or Aaron McCamley to like guide me through that process. Cause well, you I guys had such great chemistry, before. too. That moment where you guys finally get to touch at the end was definitely a relief. Yeah, I feel yeah. that too. It's very real yeah. because it's a lot of tension. Yeah, um, throughout the physically. whole thing, mean, and that literally, it, yeah. you see it, and you guys do such a beautiful job of painting that picture of the want, but the the separation is there. Uh. Yeah, I think one of my favorite. There are two really great things that you guys did as the ghosts. Um, one that I really loved was um, the walking around before the performance actually oh, began. Yeah, that was Dan's idea. That was great. And I, I love it when theaters are able to do that because I, I feel like it, it makes you start the show before the show begins, and it's already putting you into an environment. Yeah, it definitely sets a tone. Yeah. And the other one is, I think, my favorite effect of the entire thing, which is you putting your hand behind the glass mm. to mimic like the ghost like trying to get in. That was also our, our great director, Dan, and um, Andrew, who's the artistic director and lighting designer. They yeah. both um, work together very well in the, in the technical rehearsals. And um, so they noticed that this cool effect was happening. And so I used it as much as possible because <laughs> I love thriller theater. I, yeah. It's my favorite genre, genre, so I just like the scary aspect of it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and so, let me think. Yeah. I, I mean, awesome. I just have nothing but compliments for you. You were absolutely <laughs> wonderful. You Thank sang beautifully. You. Yeah, you were incredible. Thank you very yeah. much. Um, Thank you. Anyone else have any questions while I stall? Do we want to get Mr. Brant Russells up here? I would love to talk to Mr. Brant. Oh no, he's out on the phone. I don't he's, believe he's that. He's with his agent. Second. He's trying to see if he can get paid for this. We just want to talk to you. Do you want to come up and talk to us? I met Brant for the first time in this process, and he has become one of my favorite people. And I just have to say that. <laughs> oh, I've known Brant for too long. You take here, here. Just take that microphone. You, you can, you can sit down. I want to share one. Here, if you, if you want to pick it up, it's fine. Hey, Brant. Hi, Brant. Hi, guys. How's it going? <laughs> What's um, the aya? Or aya? 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 You gotta do the line, Brant. Aya. <laughs> um, so, again, first question. What is your favorite part to perform each night? Um, I, you know, I have to be honest. I really like sitting back uh, in the pit and listening to the rest of the show. <laughs> I'm ser I'm 100% serious um, because I can't really see anything and uh, it's amazing to listen to it and bye he <laughs> <laughs> bored them they said oh no Brand's talking <laughs> and uh, so I, I like listening to the whole thing there's one part where Aaron um, sings this impossibly uh, uh, low note <laughs> Uh, you know which part I'm talking about? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right before Deeper the Dive, during um, Earthbound Starlight, the closing number of Act One that I really like. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like sitting back there and listening and 
hopefully remembering to uh, come on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I loved you in uh, the Solomon Snail song. That was, I didn't know you sang. And I also didn't know you uh, played guitar. I thought you just played piano, but you were you were so good. He wailed, and he sounds like Neil Young. So is there a question in there? Or? No, I'm just giving you a compliment, okay, cool. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, to be completely honest, I um, I'm a noodler, right? So like, I don't really play any of those things very well. And when the no said, hey, do you, you know, I auditioned. Do you noodle? I, I, they were like, tell me, do you noodle? And I said, <laughs> nobody noodles like B. And so they said, do you, you know, they offered me the role. And I was like, great. And they were like, we also want you to play guitar on uh, one or two numbers. And I was like, fantastic. Send me the, the music as soon as possible. And they didn't do that. And I got, I got it, I got it like right before rehearsal started. And I was like, oh, this is really hard. <laughs> And then uh, rehearsal started, and like they kept adding numbers that I would play on. And uh, I feel like I'm really flying by the seat of my pants at all times. Well, you pull it off. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. So um, we were able to talk about the time period and the problematic stuff that you end up having to say in uh, the script. Um, when you read that, mm -hmm. how did you approach mentally, you know, having to say those lines and, you know, uh, and how did that, how does that affect you during the performance? So that's, that's a really interesting question. So I feel like um, if I'm not willing to take the risk of saying those things on stage, then, you know, um, I'm not giving the platform of trust and risk for everyone else in the show to do the whole, the entire project. Does that make sense? That's yeah, a really good way so of saying like, that. Yeah. So, like, somebody has to do it, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And um, that's my feeling. That said, I don't know. How do you feel about about the whole sort of like project of the play? Um. Well, in knowing Brant, it's very. <laughs> And, and even Andrew, knowing Andrew and the way that he talks to Yasuhiro at, and about Yasuhiro, it's, it's definitely jarring every yeah. single time. It's yeah. not ever um, it's something I'm used to. It's just very abrupt at the beginning when it just yeah, kind of I, comes I got out. To, I got to see it on Sunday as well as the first act tonight. Yeah. And the first time he says Jap, like several people around me go, Oh, what? Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. And I, I think it's, I think that immediately in that moment, the scope and the, the environment of the musical gets a little bit darker. Um, and you immediately know what kind of story it's going to be. Um, so when you are having to watch and interact with people in that moment, I mean, do you have anything to add with what you already said? Mm, I mean, it's acting, right? So, yeah, like, you have the yeah. separation but, of the but, character to but, kind of help with and, that in and, a way. And you're exactly right, Nick. And like the whole, the only way to actually like do it without any kind of self-flagellation is yeah. is is with that I implicit sort of like nobody in the audience is going to actually think I'm racist, right? Sure. You know, because if 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 we had a survey before the show. Will you think Brant is racist if <laughs> he says... And then after the show, they were like, well, now I don't know. Now I don't know. <laughs> There's well, a question there. Yeah. But so, you know, that is the sort of central conceit of our enterprise, right? Which is that, like, it's it's a play. It's not real. Yeah. yeah. 
and I don't actually think this. My feelings about Adam, notwithstanding. Yeah. <laughs> Adam's gonna help me work out. I think it'll be fine. I think it's. I don't think he'll hurt me at all. <laughs> So, I'm sorry, but can you imagine? I know this is a podcast and nobody can see anything, but can you imagine Adam Tran trying to train me in the gym? I would just hope that you'd end up looking like Mr. T with the beard and all. I, I want you to lose the, the hair and then, nothing but and mohawk. And then I'd be doing it wrong and Adam would start bench pressing me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, you're so strong. And then they fall in love. Yeah. You could eat tuna together. <laughs> I would, I would give up vegetarianism for Adam. <laughs> There's no porridge in the bowls. That's and, a question I have. In my long history of There's heterosexuality. Nothing in the bowl. There's nothing in the bowls. Nothing in the bowl. But they the, are dirty the, AF, aren't they? He, the, the boy does a very good job of selling yeah, the ickiness of it. Uh, you know what? I don't want him to hear that. I, I don't want gone? him to think he's doing he too well. Oh, is, will his head explode? I'm sure we can afford him Just make some sure he compliments. Doesn't listen to this. He did, he did ask for another can of hairspray today. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we're docking his pay. Everyone's hair looks so good in the show. I got a haircut today. Did you? Yeah. You did? Yeah, at Gills in Pleasant Ridge. Oh. Open 9 to 6, Monday through Friday. <laughs> Sponsored by, and that's how we put advertisements in the podcast. Shameless plug. Um, that's how we afford his drinks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, which I have to buy you a drink, by the way. Because I promised it on Sunday. Oh, yeah, you oh, did. did. Totally did. He totally promised drinks if we did this today, but I forgot. So I was at Gill's, and they're in Pleasant Ridge, which is my neighborhood. And um, this is been a story of entrance of the salon. It's just that they've been in business for 60 years. Can you believe that? No way. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's the one across from the UDF. They used to be next to everybody's records, but now they're across from the UDF. And... <laughs> And they all smell like cigarettes. Every single person in smells like cigarettes. No longer a commercial. And it took a left turn. We just launched our sponsorship. They do very good work. With, right. with cigarettes. Brand's been going there since they opened. But we enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so getting back on the topic of the um, show. <laughs> what show? What show? Um, we saw a show. No, what was pro like? Was there like a really hard part in rehearsing the show? Was there like, did anything crazy happen? Yeah, I mean, there were definitely, and Aaron can speak to this more than I can. There were, I mean, the ghosts do a lot. Yeah, a yeah. lot in the play. There's very little time they're not on stage. <laughs> yeah, if if not yeah. at all. Well, Actually, do you ever leave stage? I I never leave the stage. I'm I'm maybe behind like behind a panel grabbing a guitar or. Like, Ever have like chance to get water? Because you're like singing the whole time. No. I grabbed water actually twice tonight, which oh, is the good. first time that's happened twice. Opening night, I grabbed it once. Um, and Kara, Kara, our lovely assistant stage manager, who does a great job. Who, if I ever like look at her with a blank stare, will hand me a prop, and I know where I am <laughs> in the show. Sadly, she couldn't remember my lines um, for me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, she, I look at her and I'm like touching my throat and she knows exactly what to do and it's perfect it's beautiful um i'm glad you didn't notice 
No, yeah. never. Yeah, but no, there were days in rehearsal where you know we'd be going through, where Dan, the director, would be going through all this stuff that Carrie and Aaron would have to do, <laughs> and it was like they couldn't write it down fast enough, but just because of the amount of stuff to process uh, and the amount of stuff to remember, and always changing. And it's always changing, right? As as the needs of the play evolve, and that's always like the hardest part of any rehearsal process. I find is not like the emotional stuff, not like the like emotional trajectory or the logistics of, of like the plot. It's always like, where do we put the stuff? Like, when do we put the bowl on the table? Who takes it away? <laughs> is it going to be too dark in well, the blackout? And if you notice... You're the, in charge of so many props. Yeah, yeah the ghosts are the only You're, people who you move it. Yeah. props. Yeah, um, that right. was something we decided very, very early on. Well, and then it got to the point where, like, where there was this part where I carried on the radio, and I was like, you know, this is the only time any of us touch a prop. Maybe we should make the ghosts do it. <laughs> and I was Brands like, it's too pure, purely for continuity purposes. And you don't even know that before that I had talked to Dan. I looked at Dan because I, 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 I saw the radio down there, and I was like, does he bring that on? Our, Aren't we supposed to bring that? Like, and then I and got that's very our objective job. of it. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you guys have the band in the rehearsal room the whole time? Or when did you yeah. get them? Uh, we got them fr yeah, the Friday night before tech. We, yeah, the right. three of us, Brant, Carrie, and I had a rehearsal okay. uh, with the band where we got, to, we got to actually see the stage for the first time and run around and... and um, the stage is beautiful, by the way. Oh my yeah, gosh. and I love how they don't hide the band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Sarah Beth and Nick Kelke did a beautiful job yeah. on the stage. I don't know there if was, they're here. There so. was this great moment during um, previews. Was it during the preview? or No, it was, during, it was right before the preview when the music director, Erin McCamley, came up to me after one of the tech rehearsals, and she was like, can you hear the drummer? And I was like, are you asking that because I'm, like, off? Uh, and she was like, yes, on every song. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, no, I can't hear the drummer. And she was like, great, let's move you, like, two foot upstage. And so she did, and... Um, he still can't hear the drummer? <laughs> and I'm just, well, now I can hear the drummer, but I'm still off. No, but I, and now, you know, miraculously, like, those two feet made oh, the yeah. difference. The difference. And was she it? so smart. Like, yeah. she's so brilliant. She solved all kinds of problems because I mean really honestly for Carrie and I to sing every single song there's such there's such um, a range that yeah. we've never really touched before because in most musicals you have your altos you have your sopranos you, yeah. well Carrie and yeah. I are, are oh, yeah. doing all of, all it. of it and so we've so narrative. there's a couple times where it's the whole cast singing I noticed I, and that's fun I also sing my whole song an octave up <laughs> <laughs> Because I can't sing like a man can sing. I can only still sing like, very good, Brad. I can only sing like a like a thirty-eight-year-old woman can sing. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's most people's favorite song. Everyone uh, has a great time. Thanks, Aaron. It is a good song. Um, so, if you could yeah. sing a different song from the show, what song would you sing? You you have a couple more options than yes, she do. does. Oh, that's an interesting question. There's this line in um, How It Feels where they say, uh, every life is quite a show. What is the lyric? What's the lyric there, Kelly? Yeah, every it. life is quite a show. Carrie. Every life, it's the three part harmony. Every life is quite a show. Yes, Kelly does a beautiful job. Kelly gets to sing on yeah. that one. And then what's that? what comes after that? 
Something something tales of woe. Unanswered. Oh, that's a really good movie. I know what you're talking about. Unanswered prayers and tales of woe. Yes, unanswered prayers and tales of woe. (laughs) So, Kelly, when you're singing the... (laughs) Let me just grab this mic real fast. (laughs) Um, So, that's the one part where there's a trio on stage, and I love that moment. Especially because they've just handed the boom to Kelly and she sings. Yeah. It's, it's one of those moments that sort of like um, uses technology that's outside of the world of the play to zoom in on a certain emotional yes. aspect of one of the characters. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what was the reasoning behind using that? I mean, oh, was it... was it, it was... cool as hell, dude. <laughs> yeah. I didn't... When I first saw it, I thought, oh... It must be just because it's this one moment that they have to mic. But we bring it in three times, and it really emphasizes um, the ghost's control over her and um, over yeah. her moments, um, because really our target is Lily. Yeah. Um, and we want revenge on Lily, and so to yeah. highlight her emotions only heightens our control over her. Yeah. And our emphasizes our goal. So with, uh, jumping off of that, with the, your like, goal is to get revenge on Lily, what is it the moment where she says it was her fault that allows you guys to have that embrace? It, like, her admitting the yes. fault, or... Yes, and that's a that's a moment for the ghost. I mean, there, there are so many storylines happening at yeah. once in the show. And um, that is a moment for us to realize all these years our tactics have been to um, destroy her as she has destroyed us. And, and at the end of the day, she, she, it was not her fault. Yeah. And her admitting it, we realize... But she kind of succeeds because she loses her lover and that was yeah, sad. Yeah, we did. We kind of did. Shut your mouth, Nick. <laughs> you shut, you shut your beautiful mouth, Nick. Um, I, I love I the moments of, of the microphone because they sort of eschew the, the trappings of the world of the play to sort of allow the audience to be jarred. And you would remember this from history of directing, right? Yeah, definitely. Where, of course. Of course. Where, um, you know... Um, moments of exposing theatrical machinery or moments of jarring the audience out of the emotional sort of encapsulation of the play allows the audience to examine what's happening in the play from a more analytical point of view rather than an emotional point of view, right? Yeah. So the thing- do, you, do you consider that the, uh, the same thing with your song when it comes to yes. bringing that out? Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you bring you bring the microphone stand out, and it yeah. seems to be much more of a performance. Well, and interestingly, she br- she brings it out. Yeah. 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 Well, he starts talking. I mean, he's telling our story, and that, yes. that only and you totally acknowledge the audience, and it, it, yeah, it, it definitely it, it, is. It's a step out it, of the world to yes, exactly. highlight what is and going what's on. What's the song about? Um, the the ship. And the guy that the ship the, is named after. Right, and so what? And like, just like your first take, your first sort of like, if somebody asked you like. So what's the deal with Solomon Snow? What's the deal with that guy? What would you say? I would say he trusted someone um, that he probably shouldn't have put his trust in. Kablamo. And so, like, yeah. what is the sheriff <laughs> trying to do with the kid? Get the trust Get him, him to trust Get him. The, so that he can rat wow. out Yasuhiro, right? So, like, it's this moment wow. where they, wow. where we use the sort of, like, machinery of the theater to point at the message of the song so as to actually emphasize the project of the play as a whole, right? We take you out of the play 
to really drive the play home. So cool. Connected, connecting dots. I'm a professor. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. And a musician and an actor. What can't he do? Remember his lines. Come on stage at the right time. No, uh, my favorite conversations with Brant are when he's like, I, when I keep calling him an actor, I'm like, I've seen you on stage. What? A, he's like, I'm never on stage. I'm like, whatever, whatever. I hear people talk about you all the time. And he's a directing uh, guy. Yeah, know, yeah. Directs uh, plays. He's a professor at yes, CCM. Yes, one of my former teachers. But it's so wise because you, you do stuff like this, not only because you like it, the show, you said, I'm quoting you. Yes. Uh, but you do it to put yourself in the perspective of the actor, and I think yes. that's brilliant as a director to do. I will say, I was stalking you on Facebook a little, Brant, and I saw you posted something during tech where you said, oh, I hate tech oh, so yeah, much. Tech. No, uh, we're like, what was that? That's denied. Not, no, denied. No, what did you say? He said, tech is boring AF. Yeah, and tech I is boring AF. I was sweating bullets reading that. And but, but like, and I, knowing Brant, you know that comes from a place of ha-ha, joke, joke, funny, funny. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that guy I don't know who it was but he came at you in the comments and, and uh, he took it way out of like you you had to explain like He's dude lucky. I'm, I'm a director I, I like I love tech like it's it was so the, the what I posted on Facebook was wow wow <laughs> tech is so boring when you're an actor and yes, it, it came that's out what of, it, it came out of a place of surprise because as a director, it's like the most the most fun part of the process, yeah. to be completely honest for me. And so I was sort of like, wow, there's a lot of sitting around. <laughs> and like, uh, 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 and you know, it took all it took all I could muster to not constantly be asking Scott, our stage manager, like, why are we holding? <laughs> it's not my problem. It's not, it's not my problem. And that's and, and like Aaron was saying, like that's that's legitimately why I'm doing this, and and why I was interested in doing this is that like. I tell actors what to do all the time. It, it would behoove me to sort of like maybe put m myself in their shoes. And I also think that like, you know, as I just mentioned, I'm a professor. And um, <laughs> a professor. it's really good for me as somebody who teaches other people what to do to be a beginner at something. Yeah. You know, and so being a beginner in this and being surrounded by these people and like, remembering that um, just because I look like I know what I'm talking about when it comes to, you know, history of directing, yeah. you know, doesn't mean that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to literally anything else. <laughs> hey, but I, you did a great job. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. I mean, it's not your first time acting. You've been in other things. No, Would I you mean, say it was like more of a refresher? It's been, it's been seven years since oh, wow. I was in a play. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's, I mean, seven years for a, for a 23-year-old is a lot longer. <laughs> well, I mean, at age, at age 38, mm -hmm. um, the, the ability to memorize lines is completely shot. And either that's because I'm old, or it's because I have two little kids, or because of all the bong resin knocking around my brain. <laughs> This isn't, this isn't going to be published anywhere, no, is it? This is, and with no, that cheerful note, we have run out of time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we really, um, we have time. Thanks, guys. Wow, we're we sticking around. The bar. Yeah, you didn't get to talk bar. to Carrie, but he uh, is a very important part of the show. And I just do you know what's so funny about Carrie? Is he's so good at playing guitar, but he has little tiny hands. <laughs> 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 he has little baby hands. 
Well, Anything you'd like to add, Jackson, before we head out? No, I mean, I'll, I'll just say... Uh, what size are your hands? <laughs> they look normal. Normal. Matt. <laughs> this is not the direction I hoped it would go. <laughs> but anyway, uh, thanks, guys. And if you want to hear uh, a shorter version of this uh, that Brittany and I did on Sunday, um, it's actually on SoundCloud, uh, the Artfuls podcast, and we talk a little bit about what we talked about tonight. So thanks, guys. That was great. <laughs>